Welcome to the broadcast this Monday. Thank you so much for joining in, listening to Bible Tract Echoes. I'm Mike McCurry. I have the privilege of hosting this program, and I am excited. I am beyond excited to share this week with you. Today, we're going to take a pause from our study through the book of Galatians. We'll pick up in chapter number five very soon because I believe God has laid this particular subject on my heart. We'll get to that in just one moment. Before we do, though, I'd like to ask you to turn your Bibles to the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter number 24. I'll give you a few moments to find your place there. While you do that, I'd like to read a letter from the front that we received not too long ago. Here's what it says from a man named Wayne. He lives in Canada. Here's what he said. Each month, I mail out hundreds of envelopes with three or four tracks in each. These are mailed to the people of different towns in the central parts of Alberta, Canada. Here's what he says. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And to that I say, amen. He continues on by letting us know that at this time he's able to send us a little bit of money to help with the cost of the tracks that he was ordering. And Wayne, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, we appreciate the donation. I almost feel like you are doing us a favor. You are the one that's distributing our gospel tracts and our Bible tracts all over central part of Alberta, Canada, and we thank you for that. We feel like you are doing a big favor for us, and we appreciate you being a distributor of our Bible tracts. We're excited about sending you some more, Wayne. Thank you so much for this kind and very encouraging letter. I appreciate people that don't look for excuses about why they can't do something for God, but instead look for ways that they can serve God more. I don't know Wayne's physical situation or what hindrances he might have to spreading the gospel, but regardless, he's not looking for excuses not to serve God. He's doing so much, sending out literally hundreds and hundreds of gospel tracts each and every month to people across central Alberta, Canada. God bless you, Wayne. Thank you so much for that testimony today. Now, in the vein of shaking things up just a little bit, we're going to do something I don't often do. I'm going to feature two different tracks on the broadcast today. The first is called The Tragedy of a Wasted Life. It begins with this verse, Romans 12:1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, if you recall last week, I asked the question, would you prefer enslavement or emancipation? Would you choose slavery or freedom? Well, friend, when we speak of that topic, spiritually speaking, can I hasten to encourage you? Don't waste your life. The track that I'm holding in my hand right now called The Tragedy of a Wasted Life, written by our founder, evangelist Paul Levine, does an excellent job of going through this topic of the wasted life. You may know of somebody that needs to read this track. Maybe you yourself would like to read this track. You can order it on our website, BibleTracksInc.org, just like our next track called Are You in Danger? It begins with an anecdote about a young 12-year-old young boy who was in danger and did not know it. I do believe across this world, under the sound of my voice right now, the hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands that are listening to this radio broadcast right at this very moment, there are some, and it may be you, that are in danger. 
I don't speak of physical danger. I don't speak of even economic danger. I'm talking of the matters spiritual. Friend, are you in danger? I'd love to send you this track. I'd love for you to read these words and to come to a clear understanding of whether or not you yourself need to be careful of the danger that you are in. As always, our tracks are provided completely free of charge to you. Our partners, just like you, are what make our ministry possible. We need distributors. How can you order? You can go to our website right now, BibleTracksInc.org. At the conclusion of the program, the announcer will come on and tell you everything you need to know about contacting us. We'd love to hear from you. You can get in contact with us via Facebook and Instagram and all the social media platforms. I'd love to send you some of these completely free of charge. We don't even charge for shipping. If you'd be curious to see both of these tracks and 37 or 38 others as well, one each of every track that we produce, you can order a sample packet from our website. Just like the note that I'm holding in my hand from another one of our partners that says, I love this ministry. Please send me a sampling of your tracks. You can get a sample packet yourself right now. Now let's turn our attention to the Bible study. If you would, grab your Bibles. As I mentioned previously, we are in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter number 24. We are hitting the pause button, the snooze button on our discussion, on our exposition of the book of Galatians. Now I'd like to say this as we open our Bibles. As we begin to look at this new topic, I'd like to make mention of this fact. I do not take this opportunity and this chance to speak to you lightly. I'd like you, if you would, I'd like to ask you to lay aside the weights of this upcoming week. I know here we are at the beginning of the week. I'd like to ask you to forget your failures, to put out of your mind your frailties and your fragilities and set aside the strains of service and give God a chance with these next few moments of this broadcast and throughout this week to rejuvenate you right now. Whether it be morning, midday, or night as you are listening to this, I'd like it to be a breath of fresh air and an encouragement to you, my fellow brother and sister in Christ. Let's look at Second Chronicles chapter number 24, and we'll begin in verse number 4. Here's what the Bible says. And it came to pass after this, that Joash was minded to repair the house of the Lord. Now, I want to be very careful to keep our discussion today in context. So let's give a short introduction to Joash, and this will set the stage for the entirety of the rest of the series and the study that we will be jumping into right now. Joash, a very young man when he assumes the throne. He is only seven years old. Now, I'd like you to imagine with me, those of you with young children, or maybe if you have a younger brother or sister, imagine if your child, your son, at seven years old, became the leader of your country. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine at that level of maturity, or should I say lack thereof, that a seven-year-old could be in charge of all the people of this country, and yet that was the case? Why was this? Well, 
Joash had an evil, absolutely atrocious grandmother named Athaliah. She was a horrible woman. The history that leads us to this point is Athaliah, before Joash had come to even this age, Athaliah had done her absolute best to dispose of and to kill everyone that was of the king's lineage. What she was trying to do was clear her way to become the queen of the country. Joash was one of those people, one of the children of the king that was about to be killed, and a priest's wife saved him and took him and hid him in the house of the Lord. He literally lived in the house of God and was protected by the people of God for the six years of his life leading up to him becoming the king. Here's where that brings us to in Second Chronicles 24, verse number four. And it came to pass after this, that's the context of the this, that Joash was minded to repair the house of the Lord. Something occurred to this very young man. He realized that the house of God needed to be repaired. It was broken down and it needed to be fixed. Now, this is a parenthetical statement, but I wonder why it is that Joash realized the need for the repair and the renovation of the house of God. I do believe a large part of that was because he grew up in that very setting for six years of his life. He knew the cracks in the wall. He knew the issues. He knew the drafts that the broken walls let in. I will say this, though, about that thought. If you, parent, bring your children up in the house of God, they will be much more likely to be concerned about the things of God. There's a small statement for parents out there that may think that church attendance should be optional or it should not be mandatory. Friend, may I encourage you, as long as your children are in your house, living under your roof, eating your food, taking advantage of the perks of being your child, you should require that they go to the house of God with you. And I'd recommend that they go Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and every single teen activity that's on the agenda, you should have them there. But again, that's parenthetically, that's an aside. We'll cover that maybe at another time. That's not the topic for right now. But Joash, he realized that the house of God needed to be fixed. You know, my daddy taught me something a long time ago that has stuck with me. It's not original to him, and I'm sure you have heard it many times yourself as well. You've heard this statement. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I was going to make that the title of the message, and it might still apply a little later on. We're going to get to that maybe on Wednesday or Thursday, Friday. But today, for these next few moments and tomorrow, here's a thought for you. What if it is broken? What if it, whatever it may be, is broken and in need of repair? Can I tell you this, friend? That our world is most definitely broken. You don't even need to turn on the mainstream media news. You don't need to open up your Facebook feed to know that the world is irrevocably broken. Things have gone off the rails. So yes, the statement is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But friend, what if it is broken? What will it take to fix that which is broken? For the next day or so, we are going to look at a few 
ideas, a few concepts, a few practical application points about what it will take to fix that which is broken. Just like Joash, I'll save you the time, Joash did repair the house of the Lord. We're going to look at how he did it, why he did it, the method that he used, because I believe it is very important for you and for me to identify and take action about broken points, not only for ourselves, but of our church, of our society, of humanity as a whole. But friend, may I caution you with this? Fixing broken things always begins with yourself. Thankfully, though, we don't have to do it alone. We can trust in God Almighty. That's where we're going to pick it up tomorrow here on Bible Tract Echoes. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.